Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Men's Leadership Network podcast. I uh, hope and pray you've had a great, great season, and God's been doing great things in your life. I'm here today with Tom Adama, and Tom is an amazing man, and just so thankful for him, and just the willingness to share with us today as we talk about planning for a new year, you know, mm -hmm. because we stand on the brink of a new year, and so I just think this is so timely for us, but these are also principles that I hope and pray people take with them throughout their year and live because planning makes such a huge difference, you know? If you uh, fail to plan, you plan to fail. Isn't that the right true. thing? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Tom, tell us a little bit about you and your family, your career. Yeah, so um, thanks for having me. Sure. It should be a lot of fun. And uh, so I have a wife who's my best friend. We've been married mm. for a while. I have two kids. Uh, John Thomas is 10 and my daughter Lily is four. We live here in Franklin. Um, it's been a lot of fun with, uh, with them. My career has always been around the audiovisual field. Um, I started running sound in church yeah. um, and got involved in the local church running sound like that and kind of took off from there working for a ministry my dad worked with and I went to school for it and then moved to New Jersey and got a job for a company that ran sound and provided sound and audiovisual work for um, companies, which I didn't even know was a thing. Yeah. So I went and did that, moved to Tennessee shortly after 9-11 um, and then shortly after that started my own company um, doing the same thing. We provide audiovisual support for corporate companies having corporate meetings and events so it's a lot of fun and now your company is kind of gone big. yeah um, <laughs> yeah God, I, I say that God's blessed us immeasurably more than we could ever imagine yeah. or hope for we are in uh, 33 countries and 21 states and grow every day and it's uh, it's been it's been a blast it's been a lot of fun to see how God's blessed and led and Wow. and worked in ours it's it's been it's been a ride it's been fun I love that <laughs> I love it I love yeah. it I love it and uh, you know Tom I mean we're blessed, or I'm blessed, just to be good friends, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Angie, your wife, and Lisa were roommates at college, and so we've uh, been on a great journey together, and uh, when we planted Rolling Hills, I mean, you and Angie, part of the first 15, so I feel like we've been doing church together and doing life together for uh, 13 years and just watching mm -hmm. God do immeasurably more. It's been exciting. It's been a lot of fun. In fact, that's how Angie and I started dating, was going to the planning meetings for Rolling Hills, come up with the names and all that stuff is how we started hanging out so is that crazy it is crazy <laughs> <laughs> i mean what's happened since that it's like wow yeah. you know i remember you and i would be uh in the rain and the snow setting up sound equipment over at the marriott hotel mm -hmm. and then heading over to the movie theater it's it's just been wild so thank you for the difference yeah, that you've made in my life and the life of many of us through rolling hills and just in the life of your company and mm -hmm. and uh i just i love and appreciate you my friends so Thanks. Thanks. yeah Man. so well, tell us a little bit about this. You are one of the best planners I know. I mean, you plan <laughs> down to the detail, and uh, you do it really well. So why is that important to you? So I, I think it's all about being intentional. Mm -hmm. I think that's a big, big key word for me. I think God created us intentionally and to do intentional things. And you have to plan in order to do that. You have to take time out of your schedule to really come up with a plan, an idea of how you're going to be intentional and how you're going to use what God gave you mm. and do that. And if you don't take time to plan it, then... What are you going to do? You're just going to be bouncing all over the place and doing different things and never really focused in on really what God wants you to do. Yeah. Why don't more people take the time to plan then? Why do you think? I don't, I don't know. I think that um, up until I started planning, I just was kind of trying to, other people tell us, you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to focus on this, you need to read this book. And I let other people dictate to me what I wanted and what I, you know, this is what your life needs to be, this is what you should do, this is the definition of success. And I got to the point where I didn't want, I'm like, I don't understand why your definition of success needs to apply to me. So I started asking myself some questions. 
Like, what do I want to be? What are, what are my future hopes and dreams? What do I want to accomplish? What do I want to not look back on my life and regret not doing? So that, that to me is where I, that's how I started this whole process of over-planning my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, talk about that. I mean, how did you start? Because it doesn't sound like planning was at the forte of your life before, but now, I mean, that really is what you do and what you do really yeah, and well. It's, it's definitely something that's evolved over the years, or evolved over the years. Yeah. Um, we, I started with, um, you know, I had my son, John Thomas, and I started the company, and I was really busy, and I, I travel a fair amount for my job. I think it's all relative. Uh, my wife thinks I travel a lot. Um, and I do, I travel quite a bit. So I wanted to make sure that I, one day my son didn't come to me and say, I wish you were home more, or I wish my dad was around, or worse, that you know, I look back and regret the decisions that I made. So I wanted to create these guardrails around my life mm. that were like, that protected the time I was home. And it was very selfish. I wanted to protect this time I was home so that I would have a better outcome in the future of when my son looked back or I looked back over my life. So it was kind of a selfish reason to have, and it was all about time, and like, I have these guardrails that are all around my time and what I do when I'm home. Wow, I, I love that word, um, guardrails. You know, you just use that word twice, yeah. and I think, <laughs> but I think it's so powerful. Talk about that, I mean, how did you come up with this concept of putting, I mean, I love the visual image that comes with the guardrails that protect you, um, but how did you come up with that idea, and how does that influence your whole idea about planning? Yeah, so the whole concept to me is I, I needed something visual and I needed something written down that did that. So the guardrail concept was it's just what's on the side of the road. It's the guardrails you have on the side of the road where they're not going to stop you from going off the road, but they're going to hinder that. It won't be as easy to fly off the road. Mm. And you have to be intentional about keeping yourself within that lane. And then the other side of it is you can ride a guardrail really, really close, and it'll do a lot of damage to your car, mm. and it'll do a lot of damage to your life if I ride these guardrails right on the edge of my life. But if I can have these guardrails and then live in between them to the best of my ability, I believe that that will make me a better person and a better father and a better husband at the end of the day. Wow. Well, can you tell us about some of the guardrails? Tell us a little bit about what yeah. those are. So, uh, you know, I have seven guardrails. Um, every year, and I think we'll go into this a little later, every year I revisit these guardrails to make sure they're still relevant. So um, I'll tell you my guardrails. Um, so I have no meetings before 8.30 in the morning mm -hmm. for anything. That means I'm home. So when I'm home, I'm home until 8.30 in the morning. Um, I take my son and or my daughter to school. That's the second one. So that's why, that's why it's 8.30, because school starts at 8.35, and we live literally across the street from my son's <laughs> elementary school. So I can go right there. Um, I'm home for dinner. Every day I'm home, so that means I have to leave my office by 5.30 in order to make it home for dinner. Um, on Mondays, I have lunch with my son at his school. I assume one day that'll change. That's why I revisit these, but right now he likes it, so I have lunch with my son at school. Um, Angie and I take a trip, just the two of us, for at least three days once a year. Um, I surprise John Thomas with a trip once a year. It's an overnight trip. We've done three of those. It's been a lot, that's a lot of fun. And I spend one full day with my daughter, Lily. So those are my seven guardrails for 2016. So they've been a lot of them have been the same over the years. Um, that I've been doing this is probably about four or five years, but yeah, those are, those are the ones for 2016. Uh, I love that. I love that. Now, how did you come up with those? Was I totally made them up. Okay. So I, I you know, I asked this question. I, I heard um, Andy Stanley gave this message series, mm. and he asked this question, and it really stuck with me. He said, based on your past experiences, your current circumstances, and your future hopes and dreams, what do you need to do? Mm. So to me, that was like, well, my future hopes and dreams is I want to be a good dad. Right? And that's how it started these guardrails. I don't want, and I want to be a good husband. I want to be home. Mm -hmm. So what do I need to do? I'm a workaholic. I'm work all the time. Those are my, and my current circumstances, I have a small son and a small daughter. So what do I need to do? I need to fill these 
my time with these seven guardrails. And they're specific for me. It doesn't work. You couldn't take the seven guardrails. You have different current circumstances or different past experiences, and, you know, and it has to fill in there. The other thing that's important to know is that I can't override them. So I set up a rule so Angie can override these. So if I have a meeting that shows up before 30 in the morning, I have to go get permission from Angie, which means it better be a good reason why whatever it is I'm asking for is more important than my kids. Because mm. I set my kids as a priority, and I set when I'm home, I'm home as a priority. Because I don't limit my travel, but I limit the time I spend outside at home wow. to do that. That's, that's so good. I mean, it yeah. really is, because that gives you the parameters, right? Mm -hmm. From which you can then turn around and plan and put in place everything all the things. Else. Yeah, yeah, everything else. I love that. I love yeah. that. I love that. And I think a lot of people skip over that, right? I think a lot of people just go straight into, I got to, I want to accomplish this, and these are my goals, these are my objectives. But if you don't have the guardrails in place, you don't have anything to keep right. you between the lines. What's going to keep you there? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. come up with all the great plans in the world, but if you don't know what your end is and you don't know what's going to keep you on the road. Yeah. Because it's, it's tempting. There's a lot of great things out there. There's a lot of great mm. things to do. And I could fill, like anybody, any guy could yeah. fill from 2 o'clock in the morning again to 2 o'clock in the morning with something to go do that. It's all great things. Yeah. But I want to be, I don't want to look back with regrets yeah. on, on how I raised my family and how I did stuff. Wow. I love that. I love that. And I love that word intentional. You know, I think very, that's very intentional. It's a, it's a theme so of, of my life pretty yeah. much is to yeah. be intentional. Yeah. And it's been a theme here at uh, Men's Leadership oh, Network. Yeah. We've heard it over and over again. Guys talk about it. I'm going to be intentional. And I, man, you come back to that. Talk to me about how you plan. Like we're coming into a new year, mm -hmm. 2016, kicking it off. And, you know, so how do you plan for a new year? Specifically talk about that. Yeah, so um, it's, it, I started with the guardrails and we moved into the next evolution of that, which was which what you asked me about planning for the new year. So Angie and I take this trip every year. We do it in the fall. It's in November, December usually, and it's just the two of us. And it's to spend time together, but there's an expectation that's set before we go that we will look at my guardrails, and then we'll look up. It started with just creating a list of things we thought was important to address, talk about, or we want to accomplish in the next year. So it started with just a small list of things, and it's grown into um, four or five different categories of stuff now that we just want to be intentional about. But the big thing is Angie and I spent time away. We took time away. Mm -hmm to go come up with this list um, of what we wanted to do. And the biggest thing about it, and the underlining part of the whole thing, is to make sure that Christ and Jesus is the number one priority in everything. I love that. Because it's so easy to get to drift off course and get sucked into, you know, Pastor Nick talks about it a lot, get sucked into all the good stuff that your kids are doing at school and at sports and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, no, we've got to keep Christ priority in our lives. Mm -hmm. So we have to be intentional about it. Back to the, back to our word, right? Mm -hmm. To intentional about doing that. Mm -hmm. So Angie and I have a trip, and that trip is, and that's the purpose. Wow. It's to talk through this stuff, and it's gotten more and more. So the trip had to get longer and longer. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun though. You two get to be away. It's been time it, together. It's it's actually I, the first time I suggested this idea to Angie and I'm like I was nervous about it because mm -hmm. I'm like I'm like how are you gonna how's she gonna take this am I gonna be like one of those we are going to do this and, you know well that would go over you know so but it's not it's a conversation mm -hmm. and it's turned into a conversation where Angie and I are more aligned we're on the same page we're coming to big decisions together as one yeah. couple mm -hmm. raising a family ministering to people and it, it, it's, it's freeing wow. it really is it's a great it's time together well I, I love what that shows about your marriage i love what that shows about you as a dad and and i think that really sets the pace for the new year you know these are going to be our priorities these are going to be our goals but we're doing this together it's mm -hmm. not like like you're saying not 
not dictatorial and saying this is what we're going to do. It's, yeah. hey, we're on the same page as a family. But I think as the husband, it's my responsibility to yeah. drive that to drive that conversation. Be it wasn't, the spiritual leader. And be the spiritual leader and yeah. just be the leader of my household and say, this is important to me. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. And if you think it's really stupid, then, you know, maybe we won't do it. But, yeah. but she didn't. She thought it was, you know, enough that we've done it for four or five years now. That's great. And it keeps getting bigger. And she's coming with ideas and she's coming with parts. But I think as guys, we have to be the ones that initiate this conversation. Mm and do it. And it might be that you have to initiate going away by yourself to go into a park and just come with your guardrails first. Yeah. Yeah. Before you go to your wife and say, hey, we need to come with this together. Well, you got to have your own guardrails in place. What, what is your future hopes and dreams and how can we create guardrails to help do yeah. that? Yeah. Well, I tell you, it, as a man, if, if you're the one stepping into that, your spouse is going to respond in an incredible way. Because yeah. you're the one taking the initiative to be the spiritual leader and to set those guardrails and then to say, honey, we want to be on the same page and we, we get one shot at raising kids, right? We don't, <laughs> we don't get this time back. So, you know, John Thomas and Lily are only going to be this age for a certain amount of time mm-hmm. and then that's it. So how, give us a glimpse just kind of into you and Angie talking about what are some things that you would talk about? I mean, obviously there's family things or. Yeah. So we, we kind of break it down to, cause I own a business, mm-hmm. so it's a little different. Um, so we talk about the business. We talk about um, our giving. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about, tithes and offerings, we view them as two separate things. They're mm-hmm. not the same thing in our opinion. Um, we talk about how we're going to minister, how we're going to do our family. So we have different categories of stuff now. And it's not a long list. The whole thing fits on one piece of paper. Uh, I can't do a book. Yeah. You know, I, I, I tried journaling. I can't journal. So it's like I need just simple, bullet-pointed lists. And that's our plan. That's our plan to make sure that I'm a good husband, a good father, a good boss, you know, and a good spiritual leader. Mm. I think that that is the... That's it. Yeah. I like that. Get it on one page. One page. Yeah. Yeah. When you talk about like your job or your career, how do you plan there? So for us, what I do is um, it goes back to intentional. Yeah. Right. So I want to be intentional with my employees and um, and my coworkers and the people that we work with. So I have one-on-one lunch, very specific examples. I have one-on-one lunches. Um, I used to do it once a month, but we've grown so much. I can't, I don't have that kind of time anymore. So I do it six times a year with each one of my employees. Mm. And they know what this lunch is because I have no agenda. I don't come with anything prepared. I don't come with a, anything but a bunch of paper. And they can ask me anything they want about any topic they want, and I will do my best to answer it. So I think that really helps them understand that I'm on their team. I want to help them. My job as a boss is to equip them to do their jobs mm-hmm. better. So I want to give them this voice and this opportunity to do that. But it's finding ways to be intentional. I think anyone can do that. Whether You don't have to be an owner of a company to do that. If you're... If anyone reports to you, if you just spend some intentional time thinking, how can I help this person? How can you help me? Or it just might just be time. Mm-hmm. Just spending time with the person, developing a better relationship with them can really help to get better. Um, I think that's about my career, too. I think, you know, the career, I, I, it's, um, this year the goal is, is for me is personal development. Um, I do a lot of reading, but I've always done reading like somebody say, here, read this book, or here, this is a great book. And it's not been focused on what I want to get better at. Mm-hmm. It's just been, oh, I guess I need to read this. I, you know, work in the audiovisual world. I guess I need to read this magazine, read this book. It's not, I don't spend any time thinking about what does God want me to learn? What does God want me to do so I can be the best person I am at, the, at my current circumstances, which is the owner of a company? Mm-hmm. So I might not be an owner all the time. Something might happen in the future that's not going to, that'll change. So how can I develop skills now and develop things now for my career that could be the future? Wow. I love that. I love the way you're, you're thinking out 
Do you do like one year, three year, five year, no. or do you? I'm maybe? not smart enough for that. Um, <laughs> we do one year at a time. Uh -huh. So, and it, it goes back to that, that question I said before, where it's like, you know, it's my past experiences and my current circumstances and my future hopes and dreams. What do I want to do in my job for the next year? Yeah. What do I want to do with my family next year? What do I do with tithing for the next year? What do I do? And that's, that's the question Angie and I take to each one of the areas that we do stuff in. Mm -hmm. and, it's, and it's just for that year. Mm -hmm. Now, there's more longer-term stuff, but it's not, that's not what this is for. This mm -hmm. is not family strategic planning. Mm -hmm. I love how you spend time with each employee. You know, mm -hmm. you said six times a year that you'll yeah. go to lunch or something like that. But, I mean, you know, every guy, I mean, you're just having time with your boss and just being able to talk but you're also listening to where they're saying is happening in the company and that's allowing you to make even smarter decisions for the company going forward i think so and one of the surprising things to me about it about those lunches is that people it's not all work yeah you know these are this might sound weird but these are people mm -hmm. and they and sometimes their personal what they're going through personally is more important more on their head and they need someone just to listen to them they don't mm. need something to be done they need something to listen to them about it and i'm okay with that yeah because, and it's a selfish reason, I think, because if they're better personally, they're going to do a better job. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. But I want to be intentional about making the time. Yeah. That's a big thing for my job, is to make time for people, be intentional about making time. Mm. So they, they prioritize lunches for mm -hmm. me. So that's, you know, the plan is that I have to have lunch with them six times a year. So I don't mind having lunch with other people, but if it's, I have to move an employee, no. Mm -hmm. I, I won't do that. Well, yeah. That's, man. And that's the joy of a plan, right? So yeah. the plan, I have a written down plan that I'm going to do this. I can say no. Yeah. I'm like, well, and I don't feel guilty about saying no. I used to. I've stopped feeling guilty about saying no because I, I'm intentional. Yeah. I have a plan. I can say no to other things that come up. Yeah. That, well, that's what a plan helps you do. That's yeah. what a plan helps you yeah. do. Yeah. 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 So um, with your family, mm -hmm. like, when you talk about setting, you set plans or set goals with, you know, you, you talked about vacations, I think you mentioned. Mm -hmm. I think you mentioned time. I think you mentioned serving. What, tell, unpack that for us. Yeah, so the family, um, it's, it's all different categories. For okay. Us. So the family is a time, and we, and we get somewhat specific. Like okay. for this year, we're going to try to do the four present plan. I don't yeah. know what else to call it. I think Pastor Nick talked about it, right, uh, a couple weeks, a couple Sundays ago. Yeah. So for birthdays and Thanksgiving, birthday Thanksgiving, birthdays and Christmas, John Thomas or Lily or Angie or I will only get four presents. It's that something you need, something you want, something you read, and something you wear. I think Nick did it where it rhymed, and I didn't do that. But um, <laughs> so uh, you know, and, and that's important for us because we want we Angie and I together came up with this idea. Like it just got to be too much. Yeah. Christmas was just too much, mm -hmm. and this was even before we did this before Christmas, and Christmas was still too much. Yeah. Where it's like we want to we want to do that. That's what's going to work for us based on our past experiences of overdoing it in our current circumstances mm -hmm. and the future of the dreams that we don't want my kids to be spoiled. Mm -hmm. I don't want I want them to appreciate what they have. I want them to put thought into. You better ask something that you want. You better be specific about what you want and really think about it. Mm -hmm. To me, that was what really brought me to that. I like that. I like John Thomas. You need to think about what what do you what do you really want? Because mm -hmm. you only get one 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 thing. Yeah. So what is that? Um, the other thing we do is like we plan screen time for Ange for John Thomas and Lily, um, what that looks like, and what what that is for the year. We do do our family vacation, get it on my calendar. So once it's on my calendar, I don't uh, plan trips. I said earlier that I don't limit my work travel, but if there's something on my calendar like family vacation, then that takes priority over it. Mm -hmm. So it has to get on my calendar early. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or, um, for that, we do Sunday is a very is a family day for us. Mm -hmm. um, we come to church together as a family. John Thomas goes to Main Street, and Angie volunteers, and I volunteer mm -hmm. sometimes. 
Um, then we go out to lunch together. We spend Sunday together as a family. Um, and then we added, this year actually we added an extra trip for Angie and I. We thought it was just important for Angie to get away without expectations of having to do something off the list. Mm. Just a trip. So that's, that was our, that's our family plan for this year. Wow. Uh, talk about screen time. You mentioned that. <laughs> oh, yeah, unpack that for us because I think we all yeah, deal with so that, right? I mean, screen, iPads, iPhones. I mean, it's just like. And it, and yeah, it drives me nuts. Um, <laughs> so we haven't come up with a good answer. Okay. I don't have a good answer. And this is probably a good, a good time as any to mention. We, we've tried screen time three years now, three different ways, mm. and it has not worked. Mm. We tried doing it where it's two hours a week. We've tried doing it where it's just on the evenings. This time we're trying to do it where it's 4 p.m. on Friday through 4 p.m. on Sunday. So it's the weekend. So we're gonna, we're, and we're just going to keep trying different things until we find something that works, or yeah. I get frustrated and throw them all away. <laughs> you know, <laughs> one, or one or the other. But, you know, so it's important, you know, that's to keep trying different things to figure out what works for you and yeah. your family. And, and we do different ideas, different books. You know, my daughter broke her leg, so she couldn't move, so she got extra screen time. Yeah. Because she can't, she couldn't crawl, she couldn't walk, she couldn't do anything, mm -hmm. so she got extra screen time. So it's flexible, but that's a, that's a tough one. I don't, I don't have an answer for screen time. <laughs> well, but I love that you're addressing it. You know, I, I yeah, think yeah. if you don't address it, it just, it takes all the time, right? And you can't even have a conversation with your kids or with family, but everybody's just standing there like mm -hmm. that, you know? And, and uh, man, I love that you were intentional to even think about the small things on that. Yeah. So um, talk about, you mentioned too about giving and serving. How, how do you plan your giving and your serving for a new year? Yeah, so um, we, like I said before, tithing and offerings are two different things for us, as far, and that's as far as money goes. Okay. So tithing is straight 10% yeah. of my salary, and I believe it goes right to your local church, mm -hmm. which for us is Rolling Hills Community Church, mm -hmm. um, and that's where my responsibility ends. So my, I'm responsible to give it, and my accountability stops once I give it. Mm. So we don't designate our tithe, we don't special whatever the tithe it is 10 percent we put a list at the top of on the on our sheet that i create has the total year of the tithe that i would give it's easy to know i know what my salary is yeah 10 percent got a number there it is it's not yeah. that complicated to figure mm -hmm. out and i can do that kind of math 10 percent simple <laughs> so that's one lump sum so that's tithing mm -hmm. and it's non-negotiable that's the first thing it's already on the list when we go to the meeting to do it the rest of it is how are we going to spend our time spend our offerings which are monies above our tithe mm -hmm how we're going to spend, what we're going to serve in. And this is where it gets a little more, uh, we spend a lot of time talking about this. So th we have six organizations that we support outside of Rolling Hills Community mm -hmm. Church with our offerings and our time and our services. And the way we come up with these is Angie has some and I have some. And there's some on the list that are for me and there's some on the list that are for Angie um, because it's our time together and our mm -hmm. stuff together. And we really go back to Nehemiah for how to answer this is what breaks your heart? What is it that I feel so called by God to give my time or money or time to, I said time to, um, to make a difference in? Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's important. And we limit it to six things. Because there's a lot of great organizations right. out there and there's a lot of great people out there. But I can't make a significant difference in 37 organizations. Mm -hmm. But Angie and I together can make a significant difference in six mm -hmm. organizations. And it's not all money. Mm -hmm. We give a lot of time. I mean, and they're not all faith-based. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of the ones that we really support a lot is Best Buddies, because mm -hmm. my daughter has Down syndrome, and Best Buddies is an amazing organization that I want to have around when my daughter needs it, mm -hmm. which is next, which is in a couple years when she goes to middle school. So I, we support that. Mm -hmm. It's not a Christian organization. I think that's okay. We use we use offering money for mm -hmm. that. We use time for that. We mm -hmm. spend a lot. Angie was on, does a lot of work with them, volunteering. 
I think we're intentional about these are the six things, which also allows us to say no to other stuff, mm -hmm. which is all great stuff. Mm -hmm. but, it's, but we can't make a big difference mm -hmm. in all these different organizations. But you, so you gotta figure out what, what it is that really, and it took us a while to, to realize how to make these decisions. And it's really what, what is God really saying? This, this is what you need to do. Mm -hmm. This is, because you, you know that feeling. Mm -hmm. I think everybody knows that feeling. Like you watch something, you read something, you get something like, oh, that, like, that, my heart's breaking for that. And then your wife's like, what? Yeah. What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. That's okay. That's, that's, that's what God's designed you to do. You can make a difference in that organization's mm -hmm. life. So we, that's how we do our giving and our serving. Man, I love that. I, yeah. I just think that, you know, you can't do everything, no. right? So, but, but we can all do something. And, and yet if you don't plan it, you know, then otherwise you end up doing nothing. You know, so well, or you're just like, well, here's fifty bucks here, here's ten bucks here, here's yeah. twenty bucks here, yeah, here's twenty yeah. bucks there, and it means nothing. Yeah, right. There's no meaning to it. It's just reactionary giving. Right. You can't be proactive and make a difference in, mm -hmm. in an organization's life. Mm -hmm. Think if you gave all your resources into like three organizations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. That it's like, and one of them could be the church. You know, yeah. we, we Angie and I give a lot of time yeah. and, and devotion to the church too. Mm -hmm. It's one of our six items, uh, mm -hmm. six ministries mm -hmm. is the church. Mm -hmm because it, you need to do that. But if you're spread out over everything that comes across your plate, I mean, it's gotta be a mess. Yeah, it does. And we were there, Yeah, we were totally there. And it's mm -hmm. taken a while to get to this, mm -hmm. where it's like, it's taken a while to be okay with, I don't feel guilty saying, no, I'm sorry, we can't give to that. Yeah, yeah. It's a great organization, you do yeah. amazing things. Yeah. And then I'm okay with people that don't give to organizations that I care about. Yeah, 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 man, that's so good. Well, Tom, as you, as you work through this plan, what happens when you get into the year and sometimes things get off track or your time, oh, yeah. is, you know, you have things that happen. How do you adjust to that? So, yeah, we don't, we review the old year at the beginning of the, of the new. So okay. like when we sat down in November, we went through our 2015 year and some things had check marks by them and some things did it. And I keep that in my book. I've got a book that I carry with me everywhere. So this, this stuff's with me everywhere I go. Um, and it's okay. I'm, I'm okay if it didn't work. Mm -hmm. It's like the screen time thing. I just want to be intentional about trying. Mm -hmm. I'm really, I'm okay with, you know, we gave to that organization this year, but I don't, I don't think God's calling us to be, to serve on that organization mm -hmm. or to be on that board again next year. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. what, what, what is it that, and I, that's fine. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I keep going back to the same quote because it just, it changed every, my whole thing of everything, but your current circumstances are constantly changing. Mm -hmm. You know, there'll become a day where my 10-year-old becomes 13 and probably doesn't want his dad coming to school and having lunch with him. Mm -hmm. Maybe, but I kind of doubt it. And that's okay. That, that guardrail will change. That plan will change. That'll because then maybe my daughter will want me to do it. Right. But as long as I'm intentional and in talking to them about it and being proactive about it, I think it's okay. But things are going to change. It's not going to work. Mm -hmm. And it took years, like four or five years, for Angie and I come to this port where we are now, mm -hmm. where it's, it looks like it's all laid out and organized and planned, and it really it just it wasn't. But it was being intentional about making a plan. Yeah. I I love that you're willing to adjust because I think you have yeah. to. Um, you know, because some things are going to happen. There's going to be things that are going to come up during the year that are going to make things to adjust and, mm -hmm. and not just saying, well, I'm going to hold on to this. But that gives you the framework for which all of the planning. Hey, mention, you talked earlier about taking John Thomas yeah. on a trip every year. Tell, tell us about, just give us a highlight of that. Yeah, that is, that is one of the highlights of my year. We, um, so I just, Angie and I came with this plan, like, I want to create memories for my son because I am gone a lot. So I want to create some memories. So you know, luckily I have some airline miles. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I wake John Thomas up at like five o'clock in the morning, someone, he has no idea when it is. The first one was three years ago. Woke him up, 
In fact, I woke him up three years ago, and he, I said, we're going to go, just two of us are going to go away for the day. He's like, I better ask mom. I don't know if I can leave or not. So um, <laughs> there was that. But since then, he looks forward to it. I mean, it is a blast. We've been to, we went to New York City just for a day. And we, didn't, we went to a free museum. You know, we went to Dallas. We went to Detroit. It's not big, exotic places. We didn't spend a lot of money. We just went and intentionally had a day. That it, and, one, and it turned into that to be one night because the day wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted more. It was very it was selfish. I wanted more time with John Thomas. So it turned into where we spend one night. Mm-hmm. And it's just the two of us. And we just do. He picks where we go to eat, mm-hmm. which is places I wouldn't necessarily pick. He picks where we're going to go do. But it's like we're going to go and we're going to go. Like just a couple months ago, we went to the Henry Ford in Detroit. It's a museum. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it was amazing. I had no idea the thing was even existed. And it was so much fun. John Thomas and I just walked around there. It was so cold. But it was just a blast to spend time with just me and just John Thomas with no other agenda. Mm. No, you know, and I have this little rule that I don't, my phone's not really available. My staff knows, mm-hmm. you know, and they respect that. So it, it, it's a lot of fun. That's it, great. It's great. I love that. And I think you could do it locally. Yeah. Like I do with Lily. I, I don't think you have to, if you don't have the means or whatever to go out and take a trip, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. They just take them to the zoo. Yeah. Spend a day with yeah. just you and one kid at a time. Yeah. And it would make, and, Joe Thomas talks about it. All his friends know he do it. Yeah, I love that. You know, it's, it makes it, I know it's making a difference. Yeah. Well, and I think for every guy out there, you know, oh, yeah. I mean, what I've heard you say is, is get some time alone so you can establish guardrails. Mm-hmm. As you move into a new year or a new season, you may even yeah. do it next year, but find a new season. Uh, schedule some time with your spouse. Make sure you and your wife get some time together to plan together so you're on the same page. And then third, as if you're a dad, Schedule some time with your kids. Be intentional. If you want to be the dad that God has called and created you to be, be intentional of that. Yeah. So tell me, Tom, what do you want your legacy to be? So we said it a lot. I want to be known as someone that was intentional mm. with everything that God gave me. I love that. I really do. I want to be intentional with my family, my job, my friends, my church, my money, my time. Mm-hmm. Everyth- I know everything comes from God. Mm-hmm. And I want to be intentional. I, I want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. I, I really do. So, and, and how I get that is I have to be proactive and be intentional here mm-hmm. to do that now with yeah. what I have. Wow. I, I love that. And you are. I mean, I'll just, I'll just say for everybody, you are. <laughs> you know, I mean, you, you really live that well. And I get to see it up close and personal, but you, you live your life well. well and I'm you. thankful for that. So give us two takeaways as we enter into this new year, as we kind of plan and prepare. Give us two yeah. takeaways from today. So I think the, th- the thing is, and you said it, is you got to take time to plan. Mm-hmm. And you have to be intentional about making the time to plan. Because mm-hmm. it was hard for me to sit down, clear everything out. I had to get a bunch of stuff done the very first time I did this. So my brain was somewhat clear and say, what are my future hopes and dreams? And what do I need to do now to help me get there? Mm. Because if, without having your future hopes and dreams, then you're just, what are you, what are you just living life? Yeah. So I think taking time to plan, taking the time to do that. And I think the second one is you got to write them down and you got to share them with somebody. Mm. For me, that's Angie, you know, and I'm not a big accountability partner person, but my, my wife is my best friend, mm. you know, and for some people that might not be your c- c- circumstance. So find somebody that you can just say, help me know that some people just need, they need to hold you accountable. They just need to know you have it. Mm-hmm. it. It amazes me, you know, how many people know I have guardrails that I've never even met mm. or talked to or have had this conversation with. Mm-hmm. And people know I have them. Mm-hmm. It blows my mind. Wow. That's <laughs> it amazing. really does. But I think you have to write them down. Yeah. I really think you have to write them down. And if you have someone to share them with and someone to help hold you accountable to them, that's great. But you have to write them down to at least hold yourself accountable. Yeah. And then review them. Yeah. You know, we do it once a year. But 
Well, the writing down is huge. I mean, statistically, you, you accomplish so many more of your goals if you write them down mm -hmm. than you do if you don't write them down. So I, I think you're exactly right. And then sharing them, I think that's, that's a great insight because a lot of times we want to hold them close. But, man, when other people know that, there is this kind of unwritten accountability, but it also motivates you to, to accomplish mm -hmm. what God's put on your heart in your life, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tom, this has been great, I tell you. No, I mean, it's, it's helpful for me because so often I get so busy, especially at the end of the year. But to take that time and to be intentional. And, and I hope this has been helpful for you. I really do. I hope and pray that you'll take uh, some time, you know, in the next few days, next few weeks, and just say, hey, I want to be prepared. I want to be who God has called and created me to be in 2016 and beyond. So let me pray for us right now. Father, thanks for today. Thanks for Tom and for Angie. Thank you for their family. God, thank you. Um, for what you are doing in them and through them, for your glory. God, I thank you for every man who's watching this podcast right now. And I pray, Father, that you would carve out time in their lives to spend with you first and foremost so that they can hear from you. And God, I pray that you would do, as Tom mentioned, immeasurably more in their life, immeasurably more in their marriage, immeasurably more with their children, immeasurably more, Father, in their job and their career. And God, that you would do a great and mighty work through them, Father. And so thank you, God, for all you're doing in our lives. God, thank you that we get to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. And thank you most of all for the gift of your son. God, I pray 2016 would be our best year yet. Our best year, Father. And God, that we would give all glory to you. And it's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Hey, guys, thanks so much for tuning in today. And uh, be watching. We'll have another podcast coming in just a few weeks. And then we'll be back on in the spring with our weekly time. So, hey, enjoy it and live your life for the glory of God. Blessings on you. Thanks so much. Sure.